Hello there, this is Larry Goldman and you're listening to The Binge 10. Here's everything you should be watching next week. Um, there has been a lot of stuff that has come out since the last podcast. There was definitely a lull during the holidays and over New Year's, but it seems the channels and the cable TVs and everybody else has come on very strong. There is a ton to go through right now. So let's just get it started. So first off, The Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. So Marvel slowed down a bit after Hawkeye. So Star Wars kicked in with The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, so we met Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. Well, of course, we met him, you know, in Star Wars. But we've seen him recently in The Mandalorian. And The Mandalorian found Boba's armor and he gave it back to him, which was very nice of him. Uh, this is Boba Fett's story. It starts right after he lost his armor. So it shows how he found his armor, how he takes over Jabba the Hutt's criminal enterprise. It's lots of action in this series. Uh, it's a decent plot. Um, but Boba is a Mandalorian as well. So the story's a little bit redundant with the Mandalorian, though there's no little tiny Yoda, which of course is the best part. Um, I think Boba Fett is okay. I think all these Star Wars and Marvel things are being Disneyized, which means that they're, you know, it's not that dark. It's feel good stories. It's basically for children. And I think little by little, they're turning each of these, um, shows into something that's more consistent with Cinderella and less consistent with like Daredevil on Netflix. So take that for what it's worth. Number two is Naomi. I so saw on the CW, this is a DC superhero movie. Um, so in this shoe, in this show, the superheroes are believed to be fake, including Superman. They don't believe they exist. But Naomi is slowly finding out that she lives among aliens, and guess what? She might be an alien herself. Who would have guessed that Naomi was going to be an alien or a superhero or something like that? So after two episodes, I haven't dished this yet because it hasn't jumped the CW shark yet. Similar to what I was just talking about with D you know, Disney, the CW shark is uh, when it becomes more soap opera than superhero. Naomi is just okay right now. Superman and Lois. So in a moment of weakness, I just couldn't find anything to watch. I saw that the premiere of Superman and Lois was coming on, so I watched it. I uh, gave season two a shot. I did not go back to season one. Doesn't seem like I'll, I'm going to have to. I am scared of the CW effect here as well, but I really like the first two episodes. The story revolves around Superman and Lois. They're in Smallville. They got two children. Superman still saves people when he can. He's also married. He has children. So is there is, of course, some soap opera there. One of the kids has powers, and we see it from time to time. There is this overarching story about some interdimensional being that gives Superman headaches. I know that seems weak, but these are Superman-sized migraines. They really hurt bad. I am recommending Superman and Lois. New on Paramount Plus is The Envoys. Um, this is a Spanish show. It stars Miguel Sylvester, who is my all-time favorite Spanish show actor. He was in Money Heist. 
He was in Sky Rojo, and he was in 30 Coins. I'm sure he's been in a million other things. That's what I've seen him in recently. Uh, he was also in Sense8, which I was a big fan of. So like 30 Coins, this is kind of a religious thriller. It has Sylvester and his partner debunking miracles around the world until they actually get to a situation which might actually be a miracle. Uh, similar to Evil, it's also on Paramount, and some other religious thrillers. So, so this isn't a new concept of going around debunking kind of miracles and other things. Uh, Paramount released all the episodes at once. I'm never sure how to read into that. Right now, I think The Envoys is also just okay after the first couple of episodes. Okay, so on HBO Max, there is a show called Sort Of. Sort of, sort of stars and is written by Bilal Baig. The story revolves around Baig's gender-fluid character who becomes a nanny for a family whose mom is in a coma after a biking accident. So the story is really about taking care of the children, dealing with her their uh, high-expectation mother, social life, uh, and also the dad who is also grieving. Uh, show has some great laughs, some interesting commentary, is great scenes with uh, Baig and their mom, as well as scenes with the grieving dad and the kids. So it gets all those things. This is an all-around good show. I recommend, sort of. Um, Wolf Like Me, uh, starring Josh Gad, uh, and we just binged, uh, you know, was it, I think it was called The Comedians, which was Josh Gad and uh, Billy Crystal doing a kind of comedy show together. It was a show about doing a comedy show. Uh, but this is Wolf Like Me. Uh, it's on Peacock. They released all the episodes at once. There's just six of them, half an hour show. Uh, in general, it's about a grieving husband trying to raise his 11-year-old daughter who is also grieving. Uh, nothing he's doing is working to get Emma, the 11-year-old, come out of her shell. She's just angry. She's sad. Uh, but then he gets into a car accident with a woman named Mary. She writes an advice column and seems to connect with his daughter. There's more to the story that I'm not going to tell you. And though I do feel the show straddles comedy and drama just a little too much, I wish it would just bounce back and forth between really serious stuff and really, really funny stuff. Instead, it's kind of serious stuff and kind of funny stuff. But when it's funny, it's fantastically funny. Gad's great. Mary's fantastic. Uh, Emma's okay. I mean, she plays the grieving, angry little girl, which we see a lot. Uh, there's some great scenarios. This whole show has great chemistry. I am recommending Wolf Like Me. Switching over to network, American Auto. So on NBC, American Auto doesn't have any real huge stars. But this ensemble cast has some pretty good chemistry. Pretty straightforward sitcom about a car company who hires a new CEO. She comes from a, uh, a pharmaceutical company. She doesn't know anything about cars. Uh, but the children of the founder bounce back and forth between jealousy and animosity. But they need to help keep the company afloat. The scenarios are ridiculous, like building a Frankenstein car in an afternoon to show in front of the press like opening a new factory and almost trying to back out of it. Uh, the show is not going to make you think real hard, uh, but it's funny, and I recommend American Audio, Auto. 
a peacemaker starring John Cena on HBO Max. He's reprising his character Peacemaker from the Suicide Squad. This is another show that is definitely not going to make you think too hard. In fact, it is the opposite of shows trying to teach you about gender decisions, sexual orientation, race relations, relationships, divorce, whatever serious things you're into. This is the opposite of that. Uh, Sinu's character, uh, who is the peacemaker, is a superhero who was raised a racist. And he still hasn't shed all of that. And he's a misogynist. He hasn't shed any of that. But the jokes work. They aren't too cringy. They're not too offensive. Uh, maybe it's because the Peacemaker is so stupid. You just can't take any of it seriously. This show has some great action from all of the characters. And it's really funny from all of the characters. The Peacemaker has uh, a group of support people from some undercover government agency. He's got a sidekick named the Vigilante. Well, actually, his sidekick is actually a bald eagle. Uh and there's a little bit of a story wound into it as well. It's really, really funny. There's nothing to take serious in this at all. And they pull it off. I'm recommending The Peacemaker. And that's a lot to say because I never think DC quite gets these things correct. How I Met Your Father has come out. Not many of us disliked How I Met Your Mother. Most of us loved How I Met Your Mother. Uh, and the obviously there's been a big light shining on that show with the death of Bob Saget. So this is How I Met Your Father. It's on Hulu, uh, and it's got some really huge shoes, shoes to fill here, right? Uh, of course, what we want is all the same stuff, you know, just like its predecessor. We want stupid contests like the slap contest. We want crazy deers. We want something like the bro rules. We want shameless womanizing or manizing that Barney used to do. We want the big romantic. We want a teenage pop star like Colby uh, Smolder's character. Um, we want all that stuff. But obviously they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're reversing all the roles. Hillary Duff is in the Josh Radner character. Uh, so she is trying to meet her future husband. Uh, Kim Cattrall plays her future self. She's the narrator, but they actually show Kim in this series. Bob was never actually on screen. Kim Cattrall is on the screen. The first show had some great laughs, uh, including a laugh track, which was interesting. You don't get that very much anymore. And they're definitely trying to bring back the old magic. Jury's still out on this. It's definitely okay. You got to give it a few episodes to get going. Um, stay close. So on Netflix, it stars Kush Jumbo. Uh, that's Luca from The Good Fight, if you're not sure who that is. This is another one of those British crime dramas based on a Harlan Coben book. There are many, many of these on Netflix. Some of them are in French. Some of them are in Spanish. Most of them are in English. This one is in English. Um, this is the story of an ex-dancing girl, as Jumbo's character, trying to make a new life for herself. But her past, it just won't stay buried. Who would have guessed? Um, there's a new murder in town that threatens to expose her and her many dirty secrets in this city. So it's a major whodunit, uh, with twists and turns and you think it's that guy and then it's that guy, but you won't know until the end, which guy it really is. Uh, I would say this is one of the better, uh, Corbin conversions, uh, but in the big scheme of things, not the best thing out there. If you are desperate for something, this will fill the void. 
You won't be disappointed, but it's kind of just okay. Uh, Cobra Kai is back on Netflix. Macho and company are back fighting. We're back in the All-Valley Karate Championship. Uh, Miyagi-Do and Ingle Fing, uh, that's Joey Lawrence's JoJo. Uh, they've joined forces against Cobra Kai. This season's a little more drama among the teenagers. Even LaRusso's son is getting in on the action this year. He's old enough now. A little less on the action this year, and it becomes one of those shows where LaRusso and Joey keep having the same argument over and over and over again. Uh, If you watch the other seasons of Cobra Kai, you have to keep going like I did. But if I was just reviewing this specific season, I wouldn't remember. I wouldn't recommend this at all. It's lost its charm, and a few songs from the 80s don't make up for it. Uh, Joey's definitely the best part of this. He's the funniest part of this. It's just nothing I can recommend right now. But if you saw three seasons, don't give up now. You got to see what happens. All right, even more. Like I said, a lot has come out. Bull Gasal on Netflix. This is another Korean show. The gist is that there is kind of a sect of vampire-like immortals who are going around killing people. Initially, the main character wants revenge on the woman who turned him. The series starts in what looks like some sort of medieval times. But since he is immortal, the story fast-forwards real fast to 2006, basically in the middle of the second episode. So I I thought after the two episodes it was just okay, but now that we're in kind of current times, this could get more interesting. I'll let you know what happens. Archival 81 on Netflix. This is a type of horror crime drama. No big stars, just a really great story. Uh, You know, if you flip through all the Netflix stuff, you know that this thing's been number one for definitely a few days, if not a whole week. Basically, a guy named Dan is hired to restore some videotapes in a remote location in the Catskills. Uh, The tapes were created by a woman in 1994 looking into a fire at an apartment building in Manhattan called The Visser. Of course, there's a deep conspiracy at the apartment building in 94. And in current day, Dan is trying to figure out the answers. While Melody, she's the woman from 1994, she's trying to figure out it at the same time. Obviously, Dan has things like the Internet and Google, or at least friends that have the Internet and Google. No internet in his Catskill apartment, which is weird. So the mystery unfolds as the tapes are restored. We get a little bit of information every episode with a new tape. We watch Dan and Melody. Both of them get in more and more danger. Things get supernaturally soon enough, as you might guess. And they get scary. I highly recommend Archival 81. Stick with it. Uh, next, Silent Sea, again, part of my Korean binge, which has included Squid Games, My Name, Hellbound, and Bell Gossel that we just talked about. Um, the Silent Sea is about a near-future world where there is very little drinkable water left on Earth. Uh, people are given a category, and that category di- dictates how much water you will get. With this backdrop, we go on an excursion to the moon where they are investigating the accident that happened at a Korean moon base where, well, everyone died. The mystery is about what killed the people and what does it have to do with the water shortage and can it help? 
Silent C is really, really good. I'm highly recommending Silent C. All right, continuing, moving on. We got a few more to go, people. Pivoting. So on Fox, this stars Jennifer Goodwin from Once Upon a Time, Eliza Coop from Future Man, and Maggie Q from Designated Survivor. So they packed in some cast on this one. The premise is that these three best friends have lost the fourth of their group to cancer, Colleen. So seeing how fleeting life can be, they all make changes to make sure they don't have regrets. Eliza's character wants to be a better mom, but only in the afternoons. Maggie quits her job as a doctor because it's taking up all of her time and energy. And Jennifer's character, I'm not sure what she's trying to do. Just be funny, work out, fit in some new jeans. Not really sure, but she's funny. The show is a comedy. Let's get that straight. And of course, there's a little moral to every story, like the Goldbergs, like Home Economics, like everything else. But it's pretty funny. Uh, the Eli- Eliza's character is the best one. She's fantastic. Um, I forget there, there was a quote that said her son asked her, like, is this as bad at, as climate change? And she's like, yes, but this actually affects me. So she's got a lot of lines like that. Um, I don't know if this quite works, but I keep watching it. I can't give up on it. Uh, I think it's getting better with each episode. Right now I'm saying it's okay, but I got to tell you, I'm a little hooked on on pivoting. Uh, The Cleaning Lady, so also on Fox. The Cleaning Lady is about an undocumented worker who, uh, who takes a contract cleaning jobs for a nasty, take advantage kind of guy. Uh, of course, she was a doctor in Cambodia. Of course, she was. Uh, but she is in the States trying to get help with her son's medical condition. He's a bubble boy. This is not a comedy, by the way. Um, she witnesses a mob hit, but helps clean it up, obviously, and then ingratiates herself with one of the mob bosses. Each episode, she gets into more hijinks. Sounds cliche. It is. There's something about it, though, that is at least okay. Bordering on okay. Next is Euphoria. So on HBO, season two of the Zendaya series returns with all the characters back in action. Uh, In the first episode, we get Vezco's whole backstory, which is really cool. I really like that segment. Wish they did more with that. Other than that, we're getting more of the same with high school politics, drug dealing, drug taking, tons and tons of sex of all kinds and shapes and forms and everything you want to know. Show is pretty good. You never know what is actually going to happen. Minute to minute, you never know what's going to happen next. Uh, I highly recommend Euphoria. Uh, Righteous Gemstones on HBO. The Gemstones are back for season two and the entire cast is back. Jesse, who's Danny, played by Danny McBride, is trying to take over the Empire. Calvin, played by Adam Devine, has a horde of religious muscle men at his disposal. And Amber Cassidy Freeman, still the funniest one in the show, which says a lot because the show's pretty fucking funny. Eric Roberts is in the show now, plays an old friend of John Goodman's from the past. And Eric Andre plays another minister that the Gemstones get in business with. They're going to open a Christian resort in Florida. Just what Florida needs. And that is all, that's all that is just in like the first two episodes. Probably one of the funniest shows on TV. The second season off to a fantastic start. Can't recommend Righteous Gemstones enough. 
All right, two to go here. Ozark. Uh, we've all been waiting for this, of course. So part one of the final season four started. There's seven episodes in part one. I don't know how many part two will be. It's already out of control. I've missed the show greatly. Marty and Wendy are juggling so many balls in the air, still trying to get out of the business. The kids are turning against them. Ruthie's turning against them. Crazy farm lady Darlene is crazier than ever. The cartel is in the middle of kind of a civil war. This is going to be great. Everybody loves Ozark, me included. Can't get enough of Ozark. Single drunk female. Uh, so this is on free form. It starts Sophia Black D'Elia from The Mick and Your Honor. Also stars Ali Sheedy from The Breakfast Club. Of course it does. Story of a 20-something girl who gets too drunk, gets very fired, and gets very arrested. They release two episodes right away. I'm not sure she's trying to get more drunk or sober. Hard to say. But she had to move out of New York City, out of Manhattan, back in with her mom, uh, got a job at a grocery store, trying to get her life together. Not a bad start. I recommend single drunk female initially here. Lots of shows ended since we last talked. Wheel of Time on Amazon was really good. Deviated from the bit of book, but it was good. Yellow Jackets is fantastic. Dexter was really good and worth watching. Even if you didn't watch the original series, I think you'll get the hang of it. Mayor of Kingstown was out of control. Can't wait for another season. Yellowstone was a bit of a bore this season. So the new top 10 series that have just all come out are, and we've reviewed them all. Number 10, How I Met Your Father, 9 Pivoting, 8 American Auto, 7 Superman and Lois, 6 Book of Boba Fett, 5 Single Drunk Female, 4 Home Economics, 3 Euphoria, 2 Peacemaker, and 1 Righteous Gemstones. Very comedy-centric. Um, if you want to know... 1883 is a slog. It's just, it's just not great. Just like that. I, 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 I'm just not sure what they were thinking when they wrote that show. I am watching it. It, it's, it's not Sex in the City. That's on purpose. It is a, it, it is not a quality show. Uh, it's just not smart enough. And obviously, Sex in the City sets a bar extraordinarily high. And this thing's way below it. Um, if you're looking for a binge, and these are all new binges. This isn't some all-time binge or binges of the year. Number 10, Too Hot to Handle is back with the sexiest reality stars on television. Nine is Cobra Kai. Eight is The Envoys. Seven, Stay Close. Six, Wolf Like Me. Five, Sort of. Four, Money Heist. Only bringing it down because it's a little old. Three is Archive 81. Two is Silent Sea, and number one is, of course, Ozark. We have a lot coming out this week, so even more is going to come out this week. Servant on Apple TV comes out. I'm really hoping it's the last season. I dig the show. I watch the show. Ready for a 10. It's got to, got to, let's put a pin in this one. Billions, this is supposed to be the final season. I'm worried it's not going to be. I don't think I can take another season of it. I am going to start it, though. Promised Land comes out this week. That's new. Snowpiercer, can't wait for that one. Resident Alien comes out this week. Also, can't wait for that one. The Fallout, it's new. A Gamora, excited about that. Italian Mobs. The After Party looks really, really good. Home Team, this one looks 
funny. Uh, it's a family movie. Uh, it's a true story about when Sean Payton, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, was suspended for a year. He coached his son's uh, football team, and this is about that situation. Kevin James stars as Sean Payton. I, I'm, I think it's going to be great. Uh, the Levit Legend of Vox Machina. This is like a Dungeons and Dragons thing. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window is a comedy with Kristen Bell. You know, she's goofy. What 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 can't you like about Kristen Bell? Guys, that's a lot to take in. A lot of good TV to keep watching here. Some stuff just okay. I'll let you know if things turn around. Good watching. Twit all my thumbs just for a bit. I'm sick of 